Welcome everybody to Mom Street USA. My name is Jackie, AKA Wishes Mama. And today I am joined by a ton of really good friends. Um, so I'm gonna let them introduce themselves here in just a second. But tonight we are doing the first ever Mom Street USA Disney Roundtable discussion. Um, so we're just gonna be talking all things Disney this evening and kind of hoping to give you guys some good tips and tricks for your um, upcoming trips. Um, that's the goal of this evening. So we'll just kind of go around um, whoever wants to go next and introduce yourselves and we'll go from there. I'll go. Uh, so <laughs> hi, my name's April um, and I am from Texas and I am the mom of one daughter who is 16 years old. Her name is Shelby. Um, we've been to the parks five or six times at this point. So we've kind of broached all the age ranges with her. So Oh, well, we're, we're Chris and Lisa. Yeah, we're, um, we're from Long Island, New York. Um, our son's seven or eight years eight, old just now. Turned eight. Just turned eight. And we've been to the park twice with him already. We're coming back in August. Um, I grew up going to Disney pretty much every Easter from when, like, 86 until 1996. And went a bunch of times as, you know, like a young adult and adult and everything like that. So, and um, Lisa and I actually, our friend got married in disney back in 2010 yeah, so that, that was like that, that was, was a our, really cool experience yeah and that was our first trip together yeah. down there very cool yeah i first experienced disney in my mid-20s um it wasn't something that my parents were fans of so i didn't do it when i was younger but i did it with friends in my 20s and i had the best time and couldn't wait to go back and then i met chris yeah. and he loved it too and we made it happen yeah. Perfect. Oh. all right uh well my name's kat and i grew up going to disneyland my entire life and then I met my husband, moved to Boston, and I was like, I can't fly out to California every weekend, so I need to find somewhere closer. <laughs> so we started going to Disney World, and now here we are. <laughs> no kids, also. I just have cats. They're very... <laughs> I'm Becca, and I'm also from Texas. I have a 19-year-old daughter, and... Um, so my first park trip was also with my with my daughter. So I didn't grow up going to Disney. I loved it, but my parents weren't in a position so that we could travel uh, over to Florida or to California at that point. Uh, so our first trip was my first trip, and we've gone on many trips since. And we've I've uh, traveled with her with family, and we've also gone on solo trips, uh, single mom trips. And so we've gone both to Disney World and to Disneyland. And um, and we love it. But that that's what that's what took me long. I was trying to herd my cats out of the room, so interrupting. And I can still hear. And I'm not sure if one's in in a closet here, so I might have a, a visitor as well. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and for those of you who don't know me, who I am, I'll officially introduce myself since everyone else did. But I'm Jackie. Um, I live in Ohio, and I've got two kiddos. They are four and six. Um, they have each been to the park several times. Um, we have been fortunate enough over the last couple of years to go quite a few times. Um, so I feel like they're like little park pros in the making. So um, I'm excited that everyone's here this evening. And we'll just kind of jump in to some questions. Um, and you guys can kind of spin these however they relate to you. Um, some of you have been a lot with kids. Some of you haven't, you know, all kind of all walks of that. Um, so your first trip that you ever had kids around, whether they were your own kids, someone else's kids um what what was that like for you guys what type of experience was that and how was it different from trips that maybe you guys had done that were more adults only trips i when we first went with william i was a little worried because he never took a trip like that 
And I was kind of worried that he wasn't going to be able to last and he'd be tired. And I went back and forth about getting the stroller or not. And he was a champ. He lasted longer than us in the parks. Yeah. And That's he just awesome. kept going, going, going. And I'm so thankful for that because now we can continue to go and not have to worry about it and just have fun. So our first trip with Shelby um, was also my first trip. So I had never been to Disney before. And my in-laws took us to Disneyland for my father-in-law's retirement. And she had just turned a year old. Um, and so she'd never been on a plane before. We had no idea what that was going to be like. It was the entire experience. Um, but she was always a, like a champion stroller sleeper, which was really great because oh, it allowed so us to kind of helpful. walk around with her. It was great. Yeah. Um, and so she was in the stroller. I think the funniest part of that, my husband's favorite part of that, is that every time I would get a snack, she ate it. So we have these pictures of her like eating my Mickey ice cream bar and her eating my pickle and just like all of these really great memories for us. She doesn't remember any of it, but it was it was such a cool experience and it really set us up to become sort of like a, a Disney trip family with the yeah. three of us in general. Like not always with our big family, but just the three of us going because we really loved the experience. It was really, really good. That's awesome. I wish that my kids were champion stroller sleepers, but they never were from the time that they were infants all the way through. They were just like severe cases of FOMO, not wanting to miss out on whatever was happening. And just, we always had to make sure we went back to the resort because otherwise they would not sleep. They would just literally hold their eyes open because they didn't want to miss a second of what was going on. So definitely helps when you have someone that'll sleep in your stroller and you can keep going. Absolutely. So uh, I, our first trip, we took family with us because I was going on my own and with a four-year-old. And so I didn't know how that was going to, uh, I, I wanted help, you know, I wanted somebody, another set of eyes and some adult conversation and that sort of thing. Um, we also, I took a stroller. I, I bought a, a foldable, you know, um, portable stroller. That way I could have it in the airport. Um, you know, I, I ch they checked it there at the gate and then I got it as soon as we were out, she had it. And um, that was very helpful. I didn't have to rent a stroller. It was less expensive for me to purchase that. And I specifically looked for something that was lightweight and that would last me a bit because she was older. She was not a stroller child at that point, but I knew just from the research I had done that it was going to be an extensive amount of walking. And um, those of you who have heard my daughter's stories, you know that that's not her favorite thing or climbing <laughs> stairs. You know, I told you one this week, Jackie, and, and to this day, if she, and she'll tell me if when she sees them, I wish I could be in a stroller. What about a wheelchair? Do you think you could rent one for me so that I can push her so she doesn't have to walk? Um, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Ariana. And, uh, so, it, you know, we had a, it, it was really good to have that, just that, that extra set of eyes, that little break, because, uh, you know, sometimes our kids can be trying, um, but she also would sleep in a stroller. So we could go, or we could go back to the room or whatever. You just kind of have to, really, you have to know your kid. Yeah. Um, and, and so you just kind of have to work around them. Some are, Some can go all day and some need, you know, let's retreat and get away from all of this uh, commotion and, you know, calm down a little bit. And then we can go back out into the parks when it's a little calmer. Um, and obviously that's very different from what well, kind of different from teenage daughter, because I totally still wants 
to be pushed around. But uh, <laughs> and then, you know, we're at a really great point now because um, she can go off on her own with my niece or with other. And I feel comfortable enough because we've done the parks enough that I, I know it's a safe place. And so if I'll let my it's safe, if I'll let my 19 year old walk around with her cousin on their own without me there, it, it's a safe place to be. Um, and so it's a new, we're at a new point and it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun seeing her grow up through the, uh, through the years in the parks. Awesome. And, um, so I have no kids, so my time with kids in the park is pretty limited, but I do remember the very first time I went with a, my friend's child and it was when Carsland just opened. That's like 14, 15 something years ago now. Cause he's like a big kid and he was so in line, he slapped my friend in the face. <laughs> it was Maybe half the reason why I don't have kids. <laughs> Blame it all on them, right? <laughs> it was just a lot, but you know, like with my um, like nieces a little bit in the parks, like here and there, and it's fun. I mean, I love seeing it through like kids eyes it's an amazing experience but i am more than happy to like just for a couple hours and send them back on their way <laughs> absolutely you know sometimes i feel that way too like okay like becca was saying if i have family with me okay can you just take them for for a little bit so i can go do this thing over mm -hmm. here so uh we don't travel as often with family um it just really depends we my husband and I have become very particular about who we will go to the parks with, which I feel like a lot of you in here and a lot of you who have been before kind of could feel that way too. Um, so we, we, we tend to just kind of stick all together, but occasionally it is nice to, to be able to have that moment away for sure. Uh -huh. Nice. Um, so favorite rides or ride to go on with your kids. What are your kids' favorite rides? Um, what what have those experiences on attractions been like for you with kids? Our our oh, favorite is um, the haunted mansion. Right. The when we were there this past February, we went on it many many times. Um, we That's especially awesome. love when we get to the part with the camera because we all pretend to play dead <laughs> that the ghosts are with us. Yeah. That's um, and then go look at the pictures when it's all done. Um, so like that's one that I can't wait for again when we go back. Yeah. Because we had issues with what, like, um, our son didn't like the stretching room yeah, last year when we went. So yeah. He definitely got freaked out about that. He loved the ride, but just the stretching room. So we didn't even realize, because we only went on it once. This year, we skipped the stretching room yep. a couple of times. And then when the three of us went, you know, he actually manned up and got into the stretching room and actually enjoyed it. Now and realized it wasn't so bad. Yeah, he realized Good it was for him. Bad, so. yeah, yeah, fun fact, you can. Um, and we've done that, too, when my yeah. oldest on his first trip he was about 20 months and we were like, oh, I don't know that that's going to be a good situation to put him in on Haunted Mansion. And that's one of my mm -hmm. husband and I's favorite rides. So we did. We just asked the cast member, like, hey, is it possible? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. And just like walked us around. It's like, oh, well, that was easy. OK. <laughs> but of course, his favorite ride, you know, from my Carpe Diem a couple of weeks back, his favorite ride, Small World, because he had to, you know, we had to make sure that he was there to watch it. Um, but that's his favorite ride. And of course, we only got him, we only got on, I think, once the last time, but the trip before that was at least four times. We had <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Allie asked a good question in the chat. She said, Can you meet back up with your family? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So you kind of walk around 
um, through part of like the servants' quarters almost yeah. hallway, yeah. Um, and then you can just wait because it will kick you out in the queue right before you load. Yep. So mm-hmm. you can just wait there and meet the rest of your party. Will meet you once they're done. So, yeah, yeah, I think every time we went around, it was the um, like the the other stretching room was letting out, and then so we were always ahead of the stretching room, obviously before us. But yeah, so yeah. you'd be able to wait like a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Love that hack. It's very very helpful yeah. for that. Oh, definitely. So we've been through a couple different favorite rides. When she was really little, Dumbo was like the go-to. Like that was her favorite ride. Um, And then as she got older, like she fell in love with pirates. But at some point she became like a thrill seeker. And she loves a roller coaster. And so we had never ridden Space Mountain with her before. And two, two trips ago, she wanted to ride it. And my husband will not. He actually did ride it with us last time, but he hates that ride. And oh, that yeah. is now her favorite ride. And I'm the only one who will go on it with her. And so she like, we have to ride that ride every time we go, because otherwise she won't get a chance to ride it. And the line's always so long. So yeah. we try to make that a, a fast one or we get a, like a, a lightning lane or whatever for it. So nice. We've had a lot of different rides also as, you know, as they grow and they can do a little bit more, um, their you know their interests change especially you know the teen years uh i want to say that ariana loves just loves rides so there's a lot of different ones but one of her favorites and she'll tell you to this day uh is three caballeros she wants to ride it every single time uh which is so it's so strange like i guess it's kind of like small world that like that's the ride she's 19 we have to ride that ride there's never a line there's never anything that's not the one that people are racing to to go ride at least small world is you know it's a classic uh she she wants to ride that ride so we always ride that and once she started riding uh roller coasters then it was big thunder mountain and um you know she she still she has to ride that ride she loves it she loves all the other ones too but those are probably her two favorite rides that she that we have and we we always ride them every trip hey i love three caballeros i feel like that's a super underrated ride um and it is it's kind of like it's i feel like for a lot of people it's almost as nostalgic as something like a small world or that type of boat ride Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the, one that my kids always ask to go on too. It's just, it's a fun, super colorful, fun ride. I feel like it's, it's a good one. I, I approve that choice. <laughs> Kat, you went to the parks a lot as a kid. What were your favorite rides when you were attending the parks as a kid? Oh man, I loved everything. I just instantly loved everything, but probably like everything in fantasy land, I would say as a kid, but like, I mainly loved going and like running up next to the princesses because that's when they roamed so like yeah. that thing even though it's not a ride but that's like awesome <laughs> i miss those days yeah it's so funny to me how i mean because you primarily were disneyland when you were a kid and i feel like that's still more of a staple in disneyland where you see those characters kind of out yeah. walking around um whereas like disney world that is a rare sight if you yeah. are seeing a character walk around and it's typically just because they're getting to and from their meet and greet spot. Um, so I definitely, I feel like even when I was a kid, it was more frequent at Disney World um, that they would walk around. But yeah, that's definitely something that can be very exciting for kids. Oh, it was the best. <laughs> 
What about dining? Let's talk about food. Um, favorite places to eat or favorite things to eat, favorite snacks. I know, April, you talked a lot about snacks earlier with your kiddo. Um, what are some of your guys' favorite snacks, food places for your kids? So my, my daughter will tell you that she thinks it's only fair that when we go to Epcot that she gets to snack around the world because we tend to carefully drink around the world. We're not careless <laughs> drink around the worlders. We do it very slowly. Um, but so it, that is sort of the trade. So she loves when we go during um, the festivals and she gets to try all of the different food booths and then we try those things together. So we usually pick each pick one thing from the booth to try and then we share them and then kind of like Kirk does sort of rate them and talk about them and then have some favorites. We've had some, there's been some great ones and then there's been some, some misses, but that's the big one for us is the food at Epcot is, is I think yeah. our favorite thing. So Ariana's a huge popcorn person. She always has been. And um, what we've always done is either purchase a popcorn bucket uh, on site or we'll bring one from home um, to have free refills because that is one of the least expensive snacks yeah. uh, that you can get. And even in the days when we had, you know, dining plan and whatnot, that that's what she wanted was popcorn and, you know, refills and that kind of thing. And so that was really helpful. It's a helpful cost savings even now um, to get popcorn. So that's, that is a go-to snack for her. Um, and one of the things, I think we do it a lot less now that they're older, but when uh, she was younger, we always made it a point to do some character dining. And, you know, it may not be the best food that you're going to get on property, uh, but to me, it was an easy way to take a break from the parks, uh, to see the characters without standing in line. And, you know, uh, for little ones, their patience may not always be, uh, you know, for a 30 minute line to see a Mickey or a princess or even longer. So yeah. that was the benefit of doing those things. We could sit down, take a break, have have a nice meal and um, and then, you know, hit it, hit the parks again and continue on. Yeah, our last trip was the first trip that we really utilized a popcorn bucket. Um, and we have the Skyliner one, if you guys have seen it. So it's a, I mean, it's a, a nice size, but we found that it hung perfectly on the back of our stroller, which was like mm -hmm. prime. And my son, that was the only way we could get him to stay in the stroller because he's, he was five at the time and just wanted to run everywhere, which like, I don't blame him. Um, and so we would tell him like, sit down. Okay. And we just open the popcorn. So he'd just like sit in the back of the stroller and eat the popcorn. That was the only way we could keep him in the stroller. But we also found too, that we would kind of have like almost double the refill. So we would have one in our bucket and then one stashed in the bottom of the stroller in the popcorn box that they give it to you in. Yeah. That way we never had to like go frantically searching for one of the stands if we were not near one and we ran out and they were hangry. We already had one in the bottom of the stroller ready to go. So that was what we did and it, it worked out very, very well. Smart. Get and get a re we would also get refills before we leave the park or whatever last park is. We'll get a refill before heading to the room, so we'll have something there. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so yeah, smart. Sometimes <laughs> when you get back, you're like, I either don't want to wait at the food court, I forgot to mobile order, or it's closed if you're out super super late mm -hmm. and you you need a snack. So that is absolutely the best idea. <laughs> 
So uh, for me, I would say I love a Mickey pretzel, even though they're not as good as they are in Disneyland. I'm like a sucker for a Mickey pretzel. I'll eat yeah. that. <laughs> love um, the Edna Mo Sour Belts. They are so good. Those are like my other go-to snack in the park now. I keep them in my backpack. And then every <laughs> resort that we're at, I make it like a custom that I have to go get a dessert from the bakery or the gift shop or whatever. So that kind of just depends on where I'm staying. Usually boardwalk. It's usually like a key lime tart or um, what's the other one? The cinnamon yummy. Those are like my favorite things right now. That sounds good. I think we're making everyone in the chat hungry for popcorn <laughs> and other snacks right now. Chris and Lisa, what have you and your kiddo found to be your um, favorite snacks? Well, William's a, he's a, a chicken tendy connoisseur. Yeah, so no matter where we go, he's getting chicken tenders. And he judges the restaurants by the, the quality of yes. the chicken tenders. He does. <laughs> like I he love already that. told That's us amazing. that when we go back, he wants to eat at the restaurant inside Mexico again in the pyramid because they had the best chicken tenders. Oh, this we just can't just eat there because they have good chicken tenders. But, you know, but we, why not, Dad? Come on. Um, we really enjoyed Sebastian's Bistro when we, we stayed at the Caribbean Beach. Yeah. It yeah. was food that I wouldn't normally eat, but I'm glad that, I'm try, that I tried it because it was delicious. Like, I would recommend that to anyone who wants, who wants to try it. Yeah. And it was pretty well-priced. Like, it wasn't as expensive as you think it would have been. Yeah, that was definitely the best, um, like, all you care to enjoy yeah. meal in property, or on property, I should say. Um, yeah. And definitely. I've had like good things. Yeah. Cat, yeah. have you been to Sebastian's? I haven't, actually. I keep, like, it's a struggle for me to go to the all you can enjoy, just because I feel like I can't get my money's worth. Mm-hmm. All the, I pick and choose, but, like, Ohana I'll suck it up for. Just because I <laughs> power through that food. <laughs> yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think that can be hit or miss with kids too. Like if you've got kids that you know are mm. not going to really eat that much or they're real picky or they just kind of pick at food, that can definitely be something you have to take into effect, you know, take take to mind whenever you book those things. Did William do okay at that, Chris and Lisa? Did he eat pretty well? They had uh, They had chicken. Right, they have no, they had, the <laughs> they, had kid, they had a kid's menu. They had a kid's menu, yeah. and he had he nice. had his fill of mac and cheese. Yeah, you know, so he tried a. Yeah. I think he tried a little bit of the chicken or the or the the steak. I yeah, can't remember, I think but, he tried the chicken and he yeah. liked it, but he ate the mac and cheese. Yeah, so there's kid yeah. friendly options there. Yeah. As well. There you go. You can't go wrong with mac and cheese. No, I love mac. <laughs> yes, and the bread service was fantastic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cat. What did you say? We missed you there. Oh, sorry. I order the mac and cheese like on the kids' menu at Disney all the time to like save money because it's like plenty of food for me. Yeah, the '50s Primetime Cafe had amazing kids' mac and cheese too. Oh, it was so good. I, I, William didn't finish it, so I finished it, and then I couldn't eat my meal, so I didn't get the sticker. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) that feels like it's rigged. Come on, that that should have counted. I love it. I love it. Um, so we've talked a little bit about how we kind of all have experience with different ages at the park, but what age do you think is perfect for kids in the park? And I know that's a very hard question, but what age do you think you have either enjoyed the most or had the most fun with the kids or enjoyed watching the kids the most? But what, what age do you think is perfect? 
For us, I think bringing, bringing him last year when he had just turned seven was like the sweet spot, for, or at least for us with like him, with his, with his like neurodivergent issues, you know, and stuff like that. Cause I know people like to bring kids younger. Um, but I think he was just like two, like when he was like three, four and like, he was just like starting to like, you know, get with the whole like ADHD stuff and he, that would have been like probably a nightmare to try in the park. So I think for us, we just kind of, and then COVID there was like a whole thing. So like we might've tried it maybe at like five, but we feel for us, it was like seven was a good, yeah, it was a good. Definitely. That's trip. where he was allowed to try out the most things, go on the most rides. Yeah. He, like I said earlier, he lasted all day, yeah. even though we couldn't. So it ended up being, it was such a great trip that we couldn't wait to go back. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that, um, that age of four or five that, that I took Ariana, I think it was a perfect age. And I've seen my nieces also at around that age. Um, not that they'll remember everything because they won't, uh, it's still, they're still little, but, um, they are more aware of what's going on. Um, and so they realize it and really what I will never forget uh, is seeing it through her eyes and just the amazement and, you know, the, the character, seeing all the characters and she waved at me, she said hi to me and, you know, they, they hugged me, they love me, those, those kinds of things from, you know, in the parade or just in the meet and greets. And it, it's just the wonder in their eyes to see it light up. It just, it's, to me, that's amazing. And, I, I've seen a little bit younger and maybe it's, you know, obviously that every child is different, but uh, I think for her, that was, that was like the perfect age to take her. Yeah. I, I think that you're all, I mean, all of this is right. I think it just depends on your kid, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's kids are going to be different and some of them can handle it really young and some of them can't. And, and we've, traveled with some friends who had a, a daughter younger than ours that I was like, Ooh, I don't know that she could handle this. Like, it was a little much and she was a little overwhelmed and there were cranky moments, right? Where, you know, we were a little older, but I, my husband and I both agree. I think our favorite year and they've all been great, but our favorite year was the year our daughter was three because the magic was so real for her. And she, mm -hmm. like all the characters were real and she knew their names and she called out to them. And it was just, a, it was such a magical moment. She remembers none of that trip, but it is like a thing that is forever ingrained in our memories of just how much fun she had. And, and uh, yeah, it was, that one I think was perfect for us. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about the fact that I've taken my kids so young is that I took them each at a different age for their first trip. Um, because I think that was fun to see um, my son at 20 months, you know, when we went, a lot of it was very overwhelming for him. Um, he enjoyed, he had a good time. He loved meeting Mickey when we went to Chef Mickey's. That was like one of the highlights of our trip. Um, but the the ultimate highlight of that trip was literally, he he didn't really react much to anything until we went on Small World. And it's like we talked about earlier. I don't know what it is about that type of ride, but we went on Small World and that was the first time that, and I've got videos because I like couldn't help but like, I was like, I have to capture this. I want to be able to rewatch it later when he's like 20. <laughs> um, but I've got videos of him just wide eyes, just staring and smiling and laughing and giggling. And he had enjoyed the trip up to that point. But like that moment for me was like the ultimate moment um, that, 
that I remember. Um, and then with my daughter, it was her riding the carousel for the first time, oh. which like, I don't know what I, I don't know what it was about the carousel with her. Um, but she just, that was her thing. And like, we had two days at magic kingdom and the second day she insisted that we rope dropped the carousel. <laughs> she was like, mom, the carousel. And I was like, okay, yes, ma'am. And so we literally were the first people on that carousel that day. Um, and the really cool thing was that trip. Then we went and rode it a second time and she got to ride on uh, Cinderella's horse when we went. And that was so fun because it was during COVID um, and they assigned you rows when we went during COVID because they kept like one party per row on the carousel. Um, and we were like waiting in line and my husband and I are whispering like, Oh, we really hope like it would be really cool. And then we like got the row that had her horse in it. And so I was like, Oh, that was so perfect. And no one cares except for me. It's okay. <laughs> but I think that's, that's just part of taking kids at different ages. You know, um, when they're really little, you just kind of, you kind of have to pick what you think they'll like, but as they get older, I think they have a lot more input. Um, even now my kids being older, they have a lot more input on what they want to do whenever we go. <laughs> Let's talk about any funny stories or funny experiences that you can remember from any of your trips that you've had with kids. I had to ask my husband and my daughter about this because I didn't really think of any of our travel trips being funny like uh, there was the weird having to change her diaper on the airplane while we were mid-flight because they wouldn't let us go to the bathroom moment when she was one, but I didn't think that was oh, funny. No. I was like, that's weird. Both of them just said it was really funny that we were delayed by more than 12 hours two trips ago at the airport because of storms. I was like, I don't think that was funny or interesting. <laughs> we like arrived in Orlando at four o'clock in the morning because oh, we didn't yeah. leave Dallas until midnight and it was horrible it was absolutely horrible they both thought that was great though so clearly our idea of what's funny or interesting is not the same <laughs> yeah that that sounds like I don't think I would enjoy that either but you know I can't really think of a funny moment per se like I, I'm sure that there that there are some while you're there in the moment um I know I, I mentioned one the only thing one comes to mind and um, it was more of a posed moment. Um, we were leaving the parks and I mentioned that we had, you know, the stroller and we had that stroller till Ariana was like nine. Uh, I want to say it, she was long and lanky, but her knees were up, but she was, she didn't weigh a lot. So she still fit in there and she was passed out in the stroller on the way back. And we were staying for that one. We stayed off property. We stayed at one of the Hiltons that's there by Disney Springs. And so the shuttle was coming to pick us up and she was crashed there. And of course, if you're in the parking lot, you know that there are tons of wheelchairs everywhere in the parking lot. So we were waiting and I had taken my cousin who at the time had, uh, she just graduated from college and she hadn't been since she was an infant. So I took her and my aunt with us on that trip. And, uh, so she pulled up in the wheelchair and sat and crashed, you know, and, and posed for a picture with both of them, you know, passed out. So that was our funny moment, which my daughter didn't think was funny, but we thought was hilarious. <laughs> Afterwards, uh, she probably still doesn't think it's funny. Well, maybe she'll giggle at it now. But yeah, we've had 
we've had a lot of great experiences and, you know, memorable experiences. Every, I want to say every single trip, there's always something that um, stands out for us. I think that Disney and, and the cast members, they just go above and beyond to make it yeah. so special. And so every trip is unique. And there's uh, an amazing experience that that we have from from every single trip. I would uh, mine. My sister is ten years younger than me, and the first time she went, like the end of the night, she was like passed out with like her legs like this in the stroller and her arms like this, and her Mickey ears like were like this, and she's just like passed out. And we have a photo of it, and it's like one of my favorite moments, just because like she had done everything, seen the characters everything like that and then she was just like the child poster like for just did everything at Disney and done. Yeah. <laughs> just completely crashed and done. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the only yeah. story I think I have in in my mom used to to tell this a lot back when I was a little kid. We went to Disneyland cuz uh, part of my family was out on the West Coast, so we went to Disneyland. I think it might have been maybe 4 or 5 and there was a ride there that I forget the name of it, but like it kind of like it was like a body wars type thing, but it kind of was like a people, it was an omni mover, but it kind of like shrunk you down to like go inside the body and look around. And I remember, I think I stayed out with my dad and my mom went with like with my aunt or uncle or something like that. And I like freaked out because I thought my mom literally got shrunk because it kind of like makes you feel like that, it, you know, it's like an optical illusion that, that, you know, the ride thing gets shrunk down and you're in the body. So apparently that was, you know, I'm freaking out. The whole time to my dad that you know my mom shrunk my mom got shrunk so of course my whole family thought that was funny i'm sure you know i'm like four years old i was terrified but <laughs> it was a, a funny story for everybody else i have a similar story um that my mom will tell me i have no remember i have no memory of this but on my first trip i think i was like four and we went on great movie ride and i had a very similar reaction to what you were talking about when our because if you remember on that ride the cast member who's like leading your tour gets like taken by and the bad guy takes over your your little tram that you're on and i was just beside myself devastated that our cast member was gone and i cried <laughs> the entire middle of that ride because i thought that our cast member was like just gone forever and then you know they pop up at the end and all is well and that was it but it took me until that point and then i told my mom and my my dad i was like i am never going on that again <laughs> well then it turns out that my best friend ended up doing her college program um down in disney and ended up as a tour guide on the great movie <laughs> ride so i went on it several times while she was down there and it was just it was funny to think about that but yeah it was i I have no memory of it, but that's like the one story that my mom will tell me from my first trip whenever I went down. <laughs> I, my funny story with my kids actually is from this past trip. Um, my kids like to pretend to be fearless and they both decided they wanted to go on Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind on our last trip. They were both tall enough. My my daughter was literally barely tall enough. I think they measured her four times um, just to, to, which like, I appreciate cast members, and if they, we had warned her that if they had told her no, then the answer was no. Um, but we ended up going on, and I sat with my son, and he requested that I do the whole, like, put your arm across their chest thing when you go on rides with your kids. And so I'm, you know, talking to him through it, but also it's my first time experiencing the ride. Um, I keep looking over him, and every time I'm looking over him, it's like white knuckles, and he's just... 
the entire time, <laughs> the entire ride. And that is the face he is making in our ride photo that we got is just literally eyes yeah. closed the whole time. And so we, we get off the ride and I was like, buddy, what'd you think? And he was like, that was awesome. <laughs> I was like, did you see any of the ride? And he was like, no, but it was awesome. And I was like, okay, I'm glad you liked it. Maybe next time we can, you know, just open your eyes for a little bit. But like literally the launch hit and his eyes were closed. And he was like, nope, I'm good. I loved it. But nope, I'm not opening my eyes. And he's still, he's like, we're going to go on it again next time we go to Disney. And I'm like, are you going to open your eyes this time? And he's like, probably. It's like, okay. <laughs> um so let's talk about a couple opinion questions here and kat i feel like you should start this one let's talk about magic bands are mm. magic bands worth the investment adults and kids are they worth it for your trip um i mean obviously i'm gonna say yes with as many as i have because i feel like i have to but i mean like do you need one? Absolutely not. Like, is it nice to have? Yes. Does it, is it, does it make things easier? I think yes. Like, can you give your kids so they can get food, you know, if they're at the pool or something? Like, I think they're awesome things when you're staying on property to take advantage of the magic bands. But no, you don't need one, but you don't also need like I don't know, 175 or however many I have now. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kat. <laughs> he doesn't have a problem. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's a absolutely. Not. It's just her collection. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Other opinions. What do you guys think? Experiences with kids in magic bands, experiences with yourself in magic bands, are they worth it? I feel the same way. Um, definitely don't need it, but it definitely makes your trip way more convenient, no, especially definitely. with the paying for things as you're going through the park or staying on property. That was really nice. Yeah, and the one that we got for him last year was one of the slap band ones, um, the Grogu one, which was all right, but he seemed he liked to play with that a lot. Mm -hmm. So he kind of like, you know, it would fall off and, you know, he misplaced it, I think, once or something like that. You know, he kind of dropped it and, or whatever. But um, I, I definitely like them. I'm kind of, you know, I have a few. Um, that I, like, I li and I like, I kind of like the Magic Band Pluses, but like I could see the point where people, you know, feel like you don't really need them unless you're, bounty hunting or like constantly going to the to the shows like it was cool during phantasmic and during yeah. the, and like you know when you leave some of the rides but i i think even just the straight magic band 2.0 is is good but i think it's definitely convenient um especially when you're staying on property like lisa said like you know you can unlock your hotel room you can you know charge everything back to the room it's kind of nice to just have to have that convenience tapping into the turnstiles and it makes it a lot easier instead of whipping out your you know, yeah like if you're walking cards. around your um hotel you don't have to bring like your bag out with you or your wallet you just have the magic band on and click it and you're off i liked that my daughter i mean by the time magic bands came around at the becca and i'd be on a similar place with this right we had already gone through paper tickets and we'd already done all the other things and so letting your kids in some way be in charge of their own ticket and holding it and having it there's that kind of sense of responsibility that I think was really cool. Um, and then when we traveled with a group of friends, they took our daughters back to the hotel until our daughter could get in and out of her room on her own and kind of do those. So there was just like some freedom that I felt like it kind of, it gave her, but I, I, I liked um, what, all the things they've done with Magic Band Plus. So with the statues and the 50th anniversary and that kind of stuff, the lights with the 
um, with the shows. And then bounty hunting is really cool. Like, I really enjoy it. Like, we stayed late at Hollywood Studios on our last trip just to bounty hunt because it was, it's always so crowded when you're trying to do it kind of during the day. And so getting to do it at night was, was really cool. So I think for those reasons, um, but like everyone else has said, it's not really a requirement. I think it just makes things easier. Yeah. So for those of you who maybe aren't familiar with the bounty hunting that we're talking about, just want to explain that really briefly. Um, so there's a um, screen in Batu in Hollywood Studios that you can go and tap your magic band. Um, and in turn with the Play Disney app, you bounty hunt around the Galaxy's Edge area and your magic band. It's like we, we equated it in my family to like a giant game of hot and cold. Um, so your magic band will light up green and red. So green if you're getting closer, red if you're getting further. And then it lights up purple once you have found your bounty that you're hunting and you use the phone to do it. So it's a big interactive game all across that area. Um, and you can only do that if you've got the magic band plus, which is a, a perk of having that style of magic band. Sorry, go ahead, Becca, continue. <laughs> I think that... Um... I like the convenience of them. And, and so once, once they started, when we, when they started giving them uh, away for free back in the day, when, uh, when they first came out, uh, everyone had one. And that was nice because um, Ariana was still little. And so they like doing things like, let me open the door. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to tap my own, um, my own, you know, ticket for my, for the park. And, Giving her a paper ticket is, you know, terrifying. Um, and then where did I put it? And at that at that time too, then it, you know your fast passes. Everything was on the ticket. And so you, uh, or you know, it's that, or you're getting paper. And what did I do with that? And it's in the bag and it's lost. And you know, um, or at the bottom, or maybe that's just me. Um, but <laughs> so for me, it's very. No, convenient. it's not just you. <laughs> it's very convenient uh, to have all of that, whether you have a Magic Band Plus or just uh, the regular Magic Band. It's very, it's so much more convenient. And we did have issues also of the Magic Bands coming undone. And what I did was I purchased uh, off of Amazon some little. Uh, little holders, just like you would have on a watch. And, mm. and so you, you put that onto your, your magic band. And, and so it, it basically kind of ties it in place and it holds it in place. And mm. I, mine have not come off, but Ariana's would. And, mm. and, and maybe it was cause she was playing with it or, you know, hooked it onto something, but that, that helped it. And so we didn't have those issues um, after I bought that, but I, I I like it. I like making the stat the fiftieth statues the go off. I like I like yeah. those things, and so uh, I'll get a magic band plus for that reason because I want to see that. I want to see it light up during fireworks. That's fun. That's fun. That's part of it for me. But again, it's not a necessity. It's just uh you know it's nice to have it. It's fun to have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my kids' thing too. They they didn't want to wear them but they wanted to have them. So they wanted to be able to tap into lightning lanes. They wanted to be able to watch them. They would hold them and watch them during the fireworks and those types of things. So most of the week that I had them, I would just hook them onto like my fanny pack or like my backpack strap. That way they would, and they would just run up and pull it off whenever they wanted it. And then they just bring it back to me. And it's like, okay, if this works, then we're good to go. As long as you're happy with it and we're not losing them, 
we're good to go. <laughs> so yeah, I think it definitely is super helpful and it's super fun for the kids if you want to invest in those Magic Band Plus um, for them to see the lights. And yeah, we did the bounty hunting with them and they loved it. Um, but again, they wanted, they didn't want to wear it. They just wanted to hold it out like in front of them and watch it, <laughs> watch it as they walked around in Galaxy's Edge. Um, but yeah, when they weren't doing something actively with them, they were, they were hooked to mom. So that was, that was our, uh, our deal breaker with that. It was like, nope, you cannot just carry it around in your hand. That's not, that's not, that's not going to work. If you're actually using it, we're cool, but otherwise, no. So going along with Magic Bands and Magic Band Plus and all of that, let's talk about Genie Plus briefly um, and whether or not you feel like that system is helpful with kids or if you're traveling with family or kind of um, what your take is on Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes. I think it is. Um, and, and really it depends on on most likely when you're going, right? Because uh, mm -hmm. there, there are times during the year that, your, uh, the wait times are manageable, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, five. Um, we always traveled up until recently, we always traveled during the summer because that's when we had time off. And we traveled also, we did a trip during um, Thanksgiving, that Thanksgiving week. And we also did a trip uh, during, between Christmas and New Year's, a little after New Year's. And so that trip between, I will tell you, the trip between Christmas and New Year's, which uh, anyone who asks, I will say it's a one and done for me. Um, but it, we wouldn't have done anything but yeah. for uh, but for having, at that time it was uh, Fast Pass, um, we would not have got been able to get on anything. The lines were ridiculously long. And, and so it makes things more enjoyable. And when you have a little one, and you know that this is our return time. Well, you know, I have time to eat here. I have time to go. We can go relax or let's go look in the store. Let's go do something uh, to distract you while we're waiting because I know you can't wait standing in line for 30 minutes or um, which may not be long for some kids. But for my kid, it's it's a long time and her her attention span isn't that long. So it, it, it has been it's it is a must. It's it's very, very helpful to have. Yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly. We are aggressive planners. Um, my husband and I will, I mean, it's, it's bad. Like, I like that like, term aggressive planner. We, I can, Jackie, one of these days I need to show you, I need to dig it out. Our, our second Disney trip, the first one we planned, we printed off at like a Kinko's colored schedules. Cause this was before you had an app to do any of this. It's like bound and laminated and it had all of our dining reservations it had our flight our hotel oh reservations i mean it was down to the day where we were where we were going what we were eating what lightning lanes at the time or what fast passes we were getting it was crazy because we knew it. from experience there's so much to do and without a plan you're gonna miss things and and as we've done this more and more we figured out what's important to everybody and being able to schedule that stuff um, and also navigate people get hot and they get cranky and people start arguing and you can just, you can plan so much better when you can say, we know we want to ride these things. Let's go ahead and reserve our times for them. Um, and, and it just, I don't know, our experience is just made 
the trip so much more enjoyable because we can almost relax. We're not trying to figure out where we're going next or what we're going to do or if we're going to have to skip something that's important because the lines are crazy. Um, and I just, it, to me, it honestly, it feels like the most important value add we put on, on a trip every time we go at this point. Yeah. I think definitely when you're, when you're coming in, you know, to Disney world or Disneyland, you know, anywhere with for, on a trip, like a family trip, this might be your only trip for like two or three years. Definitely something to invest in, I feel. And even to one step further, the individual lightning lanes for like those really e-ticket rides like Rise of the Resistance, Flight of Passage, just, you know, and, and I know Lemon Kirk have said it in the streams too, like, you know, it's if that's something you're only going to be here like once every like two or three years and you don't want to spend two, three hours waiting on lines for these rides that, you know, just just pay, just do, do it and, you know, you'll be able to get on the ride and you'll know when you can go on the ride and then, um, it's definitely worth it. You know, I'd say if you're going to be going to the parks a lot, then, you know, it's not probably needed unless you're at like a really peak time. But definitely if you're making those trips that are like once every year, two years type of thing, definitely something to budget for and invest in just to make your park days, you know, a lot more manageable and easier. Yeah. And I think you also have to pay attention to what time of year you're going. Like we, I'm a teacher, so I'm always going, we're always going when I have off. Um, so we're going during one of the most busiest times. And if we didn't have lightning lanes or genie plus, I don't know how many rides we would have actually done because um, we wouldn't have waited online. We definitely, I know we wouldn't have. So it made it more enjoyable for us. I agree because that's like when I get frustrated with people, when they tell me they go to Disney and they're like, Oh, we rode like five rides, like in the, in like five days. And I'm like, they're like, cause the lines are like five hours long or whatever. I'm like, did you do like Genie Plus or anything like that? And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, what are you? Well, you could have like done everything, but now you did like two things, and now you're saying Disney is the worst, and it's just like a crowded whatever. And then I get frustrated. So I definitely tell like everybody, especially if they're not going often or you just don't want to wait in lines. I mean, I think it's totally worth it. But I like. I mean, I mean, or I mean, like I think stuff like that's worth it. Like at Universal, I think they're system is absolutely amazing you can stay at the hotels there and get their you know version of so like i think all that stuff is worth it to do yeah well you guys all know here that i'm a fan of genie plus and i do a lot of working with it on the, the day-to-day um and i do like the system i think that it's frustrating to an extent that disney doesn't make it as um, accessible to the average guest. Um, kind of like you were saying, Kat, there are people that go to Disney that don't have a clue that they're missing out on this whole aspect of the trip. Um, I do think there can be downsides in that respect, but I think if you're someone who likes to, to be an aggressive planner, like April said, and likes to, you know, plan all of that out, it's super helpful. I do wish they would go back to allowing you to select times before your trip. Um, that is something that I miss from, what was it? Fast pass plus, I think was that in between the paper fast passes and genie plus somewhere in there. Um, I liked that aspect of it because like April, I am an aggressive planner and that was so helpful for me to know, okay, if I'm going to be here at 10 o'clock and here at one o'clock and here at two 30, then what can I fit in the in-between? And it kind of added to that puzzle. Um, so I do wish that they would bring back some of that. Um, but I still think that the system as is can be frustrating, but I do think it's a, a good thing to have and a good 
um, perk of being able to, you know, if you're able to afford it and able to purchase those individual lightning lanes, like you were talking about, Chris, you know, it can be, it can be a, a game changer for your trip. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about, um, your favorite hack or a, a tip that you have found to be really helpful when you're visiting the parks, whether it's with kids, without kids, a favorite place to go, you know, those types of little tricks and, and tips that you guys have found out as you have been attending the parks. I would say don't underestimate going into the shows to sit down and relax or even sit. I know not everybody loves doing, you know, the sit down meals, but it is, you can, you know, sit down, take a break from walking around and then, you know, go back out and, you know, then you're a little bit, you know, you're relaxed a little bit. So I think taking the time to do, the things that aren't the rides because the other stuff is a lot of fun also and it, they are enjoyable experiences. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great tip. And I feel like, especially like you said, if you've got a kiddo who's, you're not sure if they're going to make it all day, utilizing some of those shows and those sit down meals can be super helpful to give them a break yes. as well as give you a break so that you're all ready to go once you've kind of finished that experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say mobile ordering is like a, it's a whole thing. It's the best. Um, because you know, you're going to get hungry, you know, the lights are going to get long and everybody's going to want to eat lunch at 1130 or at noon. And so being able to plan your food and have it ordered and all you've got to do is walk up there and get it. And then everybody technically could eat from somewhere different. If you can't agree on a place to eat, that's also like a really, a really great way. Cause then you can divide and conquer on, on getting your food. I think it's not necessarily like in the park, well, in the parks, but to save money. I always tell people about like the Target gift cards. And if you even, you don't have a credit card, you can just sign up for the card and you can get 5% off all your Disney gift cards. And uh, Michael and I do it once a week when we get paid, I go pick up a Disney gift card and it's just like second nature. And then I put it in a jar. And then when we go to Disney, we have already spending money that is set aside manage it on a gift card and you know how much you're spending and your spending can be more controlled so that's my favorite thing and you save money win-win that's yeah, a brilliant absolutely. one that's so good yeah yeah we use also, that for yeah. when we get the kids like we typically will get them each their own little gift card that they have for their merch um, and we always get them from target because then we save at least five percent and sometimes you can get bigger savings if like once a year typically target will run a bigger savings on like gift cards so we usually wait for that and then we yeah, we stock up or we do little by little like you were saying cat to kind of lead up to the trip um, but we mm -hmm. definitely use those um those disney gift cards for our kids for their merch budget whenever we go yeah and, and shelly's saying in the chat um yeah sam's club bj's costco they all sell them discounted as well and i don't know if a lot of people know and i'm sure a lot of us know but not everyone may know that you can actually pay for your disney vacation with gift cards too so i know a lot of people that will kind of like use their like credit card to get the points to get the gift cards at a discounted rate and then pay off their their vacations so that's something just to keep in mind too about the gift cards. You can use them to actually pay for your hotel and your, your packages and stuff like that. Not just in the parks type of thing. Yeah. Even yeah. your dues, if you have it, you can pay it yeah. with that. Those are like, you know, thousands of dollars sometimes you're paying, which is a big at, like I say, a good savings for just paying what you have to pay. Yeah. And do keep in mind. And I always tell people this, if they are going to pay for their Disney vacation with a, a Disney gift card, keep the card. 
because if for any reason you have to reschedule or a better deal comes out and you cancel and rebook, they're going to refund you your amount for your what for um, your trip on the card you paid it for or paid it from. So hang on to your gift card. If you don't, they typically will issue a gift card to you anyway, but like it's so much easier for the cast member and for you if you still have that gift card. Um, and the other thing is if you are buying them in smaller increments, kind of like Kat was talking about where she buys, you know, one a week or whatever, you can combine them on the website. So it's, I remember if it's like DisneyGiftCards.com or something along the lines of that, yeah. but you can go in and, and type them in and combine them all into one. That way you're not having to keep track of multiple gift cards all at one time. You can put them all up to on one. I can't remember. Is there a limit? Does anyone know on how much you can put on a gift card? I want to say it's a thousand. I think it's either a thousand or 1500, but yeah, they the increased thing, it. So did, yeah. did they? Okay. Mm -hmm. The Disney gift card is register it because if you lose it in the parks, you can transfer the balance to like, I always say, keep a backup gift card too, because then you can just transfer it. And like, I was on a live once and I dropped it and I had no idea where it was. Okay. So I got off, just transferred it really quick. I got all my money. Like and the gift card went wherever, who knows, but like, that's very reassuring because you don't want to lose your money. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that we'll do is we try to kind of, it, if we can, I have a Disney Visa card that I use as well for discounts. So if I can amp up my spending, my day-to-day -day spending in the, the months leading up to our trip, then I get more rewards dollars. And those all go on a Disney gift card too. Um, so typically we will use that credit card to pay for just day-to-day -day things that we're already paying for. We just streamline all of that onto my Disney Visa for the time being. Um, and then once we get that rewards gift card, it's literally free money if you have a Disney visa yeah. and my mm -hmm. disney visa that i have has no annual fee um you know so they have different levels if that's something you're looking into um but then we have used that where we've gotten a hundred dollars in gift card funds that we and we use that to eat around the world at food and wine <laughs> you know so like we use it as like our fun spending money um that we we take to um the parks with us and you also get discounted on merch so if you don't have any other discounts if you're not an annual pass holder or a dvc member you get a discount on merch in the parks um any 50 dollar purchase or more you get at, i think it's 10 percent off yeah. of that so yes. another good reason to have that um as well as the yes thank you eliza just mentioned the disney visa also has an exclusive character experience as well that you can have so lots of benefits for that sorry Sorry, this, this uh, question kind of went off the rails here, yeah. but this is all really good info um, for people to have. So discounted gift cards and all of that, um, super, super helpful. I, I use all, utilize all of that um, as well in my park trips. Uh, I guess one of the, uh, it's not necessarily a hack, but one of the things that, that we like to do, or one of the, uh, I guess, piece of advice would be to take advantage if you're staying on property or one of those uh, that you receive uh, any sort of extra magic hours, take advantage of those um, because you can ride more rides, you can do more. Um, we don't have a lot of extra magic hours at night anymore, but there's a couple of days. And it, especially at, I, I think at Disney World, uh, a lot of people leave, a lot of people leave right after fireworks and so if you have those extra magic hours, you can literally walk on uh, to rides with no wait. 
and there there's not the blare, you know blaring heat out there and you're not sweating uh, so you have you have the opportunity to do that and just get a lot more in um, and we have we we always do that we take advantage of those hours we have a lot of fun um, and it's just it's great it's a great experience it's a different experience too to, to experience it at night and on the fireworks issue uh, it, you know, depending on you and your family, if that's not something that's important to you or if that's something you've already seen and you don't need to see it every single day with that crowd there in front of the castle or around World Showcase, ride rides. And that's another great time if you don't have those extended hours, ride those rides and your wait times will be uh, less. And certain rides, uh, one of our favorites, I mentioned Big Thunder Mountain earlier, we love to ride that during fireworks. It's great to see the fireworks going off from there. It's fun. It's a great experience. Yeah. So for any of you who maybe don't know, if you are staying on property, um, you automatically get a 30 minute extra early entry to the parks every morning. And that's across the board, every park regardless. Um, and then Becca or Kat, one of you, can you tell, talk to us about the evening hours and what that kind of looks like? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, Magic Kingdom or Epcot, and it's what three hours, Becca? Right? Yeah. So on Mondays is Epcot, and on Wednesdays is Magic Kingdom, or at least his, it has been. Yeah. Um, and and you get three extra hours, um, and it's for deluxe resort guests. And so, uh, Kat and I are both DVC. So if we're staying at DVC property, um, we still that that's a deluxe resort, and so we get those hours. And one of the benefits, of, especially with Epcot, with Epcot, we you get an uh, additional virtual queue for Cosmic Rewind at six o'clock. So you have the ability, if you're in that park, you can ride it. Uh, you have three different times that you can get on that virtual queue, and you can get it get on it at you know seven at one, and buy an individual Lightning Lane, and then ride it again at six o'clock. And so I'm hopeful that they'll do the same with Tron. Um, yeah. Once you know, once that opens up here pretty soon for um, after the soft opening, and so hopefully we'll get an extra um, virtual queue for that one as well. So, but we'll see. But it you can you can do so much during mm -hmm. those extra magic hours. Yeah, like you all all you do is pretty much you when you're getting on a ride to like how they manage it is they just scan your magic band to see where you're staying and then they just let you on the ride. And I mean, it's a few hours, so you can do, you can do a few rides. I mean, it's just more so strategically getting to places because the more rides you can do, but there's really no wait time at all. Yeah, uh, we, absolutely. On I one of our trips, we, huge, <laughs> we, huge we, benefit. <laughs> I think I told you, Jackie, that we flew in on a Monday and our flight was delayed and whatnot. We were, and we were heading to Epcot. And literally, we dropped off our luggage at the hotel, and we got it. Got to Epcot, and I told the girls because it was going to be closing uh, soon. I was like, "We need to book it because we're going to go ride Remy's." And so we went from the front of the park all the way. <laughs> That's the only thing we got to do. There was no time, and it was a power walk all the way over there. Uh, but we got to ride on Remy, walk on Remy's uh, because there, there's no way. Yeah. And I don't know that we, maybe we rode it one other time, but I don't, I don't think we did. There was just, the wait time was too long for yeah. it. Yeah, that's one of those that uh, 
lightning lanes come in, come into play with that and are very helpful for that ride for sure. Okay, so let's talk about maybe your favorite little known or hidden away location um, or area of any of the parks that you like to visit that you have found in your trips. Well, I'm mine's probably going to be like obvious if you know me, but tune in lounge, I would say, um, because it is still kind of a hidden gem. Like not a lot of people know that there's a bar in there. It used yeah. to have full food and everything like that, but you know, it doesn't now, which is whatever. I'm not bitter about it, but um, it's a great, <laughs> it's like this great place to like meet everybody. And it's like a good meeting point. And there's always air conditioning, which is helpful. And it just feels like you're kind of in your living room, like catching up with friends. And I love it. It's one of my favorite spots. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Kat. Tune in lounge is so cool. <laughs> it is like such a neat place to go and just hang out. It's I, I love it. It's really cool. I think when, one of the things that we, we tend to do um, is not necessarily in the parks. We, we tend to kind of hang out sometimes in different hotel lobbies and just mm -hmm. check everything out. Um, and maybe we're staying there or maybe we're not, uh, but it, it's, you know, it's, it's different to sit in the grand flow and listen to the pianist playing and, and just see all the people walking in and out and, you know, or go to the poly and just, it's a completely different vibe and the same for any of the other resorts. It's fun to kind of sit and just kind of people watch there. You're in the AC, you're off your feet. And um, it's just a different, it's a different experience just to kind of visually see everything. And like, this is where I want to stay next time. Kind of visualize that too. I see myself here next time. Yeah. Um, I don't think we, not in the parks. We, no. we did this time around try to take advantage of more of the things at the Caribbean beach and really, cause they had like fun things for the kids. Um, and to, you know, we actually took advantage of the quiet pool this time, which was nice. So just sometimes spending time at your resort could be nice just to relax and, you know, have a good time and not have to worry about rushing around from ride to ride. So that's, we, we like, we like spending more time at the resort this time. Um, Eliza, DC to London in our chat got one of mine that I was going to mention. There's a tent area in Storybook Circus at Magic Kingdom oh, that yeah. we like to frequent. Um, that is kind of back past the souvenir shop kind of near where the meet and greet that just came back is um and if you guys are familiar with kirk at walrus carp he's shown it on a couple of his lives um but we like to go back there um sometimes we'll take our lunch back there um because it's just so much quieter you you have a little bit of ambiance from storybook circus and barnstormer and dumbo kind of in that area um, but it's just so nice. Not only that, but like I used to go back there on my adults only trips when I would go with my friends because they had plugs that we knew we could plug our phones in if we needed to. Um, and we knew that there were at pre COVID, they had like bigger kind of comfier chairs that were back there. They have more standard, just like picnic tables there now, which like, if you, if you need to sit, it's a place to sit. Um, but that's one of the places that I love. Um, and I also love going over to Tom Sawyer Island. Um, I think that's a fun place to, to go over and sit and relax if you want to, or, you know, they, they have spaces where like the adults can sit while the kids kind of run around and play in like the forts and climb up and down and that kind of thing. So that's a fun place that we like to visit too. So let's move on and talk about, um, some memorable moments. We've, we've touched a little bit on this kind of, as we've gone through this evening. Um, but what is one or two or a couple really memorable moments that you've had in the parks, um, with kids, without kids? Um, I want to hear about them. Um, my favorite all time Disney 
<clears throat> character is Belle. And I got to meet her this trip. And I had a whole conversation with her. And I was just, I was fangirling over her. Like, Chris was taking pictures of me. Like, it's going to be something that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. Like, it was just so exciting. I would say maybe like three quick ones is when I, my youngest like memory in Disneyland is like running up to Cinderella and like hugging her when I was like four or something. Like, I don't remember the trip, but I just remember that. And I love that moment. Um, and then randomly at a job, uh, someone was nice enough to invite me to club 33. And that was wow. like that, that was, I mean, obviously like a life changing Disney fan moment. <laughs> And then um, Michael proposed to me, and at Disney in front of the cat on the side of the castle. So like those are my top three quick memories. Of <laughs> which which side of the castle, cat? Because I also got proposed to uh... <laughs> left side, like right where you go up to go on to the like walk through the castle, like right on there. Ah, gotcha. I was on the other side. Oh, see that. <laughs> I think that one of, uh, uh, we, we have a lot of different uh, great memories there, but one of the things that uh, I did, especially when Ariana was little, and she still wants me to do it now, uh, is, you know, I, I mentioned that we would go on, on trips and it was typically in the summer. Her, she's a September baby. Um, so I always, um, I always let them know, especially when we had dining, that we were celebrating her birthday she'd get her birthday pin, even if it wasn't, it was still like her birthday trip. And so she loved receiving that attention of happy birthday. And um, if it was character dining, she'd get a card signed by the characters or they'd come over and there's, they typically uh, will make some magic and give you a special treat, a cupcake or some cookies or something with a candle and, you know, um, sing happy birthday. And so, it was always so special for her. She loved that. And of course, you know, you're spending a lot of money on these trips. We're not close to it. And so it is to, it is like this, we are celebrating part of your birthday. This is part of your birthday trip. And so for her, it was just always amazing. And it's, it's again, they, they do such a great job with that. So my husband's going to like, he, he requires that we tell this story because it's his favorite moment um, at Disney and it's, it really is great. So it was during um, uh, the trip we took her for her third birthday. We were enjoying extra magic hours and we were standing in line for Dumbo. And back then it was more common. You would see a lot more characters sort of out during the extra magic hours, standing around doing meet and greet, just kind of in random. And we heard like a commotion and we turned and looked and realized that um, Goofy was out and like this line was quickly forming for Goofy and Shelby turned and was super excited and wanted to run over there and see him. So we we're like, fine, we don't Dumbo, whatever. So we got out of line and we went over there to let her see him. And then all of a sudden she's like tugging on my husband's hand, trying, like turning away, looking, pointing and gesturing. And he turns to look and Pluto is standing all by himself, sort of on the other side. There's nobody anywhere near him. And she is tugging so hard. And he lets her hand go because it was close enough. He lets her hand go and she races over to Pluto and she's 
a distance away from him and she launches herself at him and he catches her. And I'm going to tell you, I was like literal mom tears. Like he catches her and hugs her. And it's just, it was the cutest moment. She didn't want to leave him. And, but I mean, it was just this, everybody was in line to see Goofy and having this great time. And she saw Pluto all by himself and she could not wait to get over there and hang out with him and spend some time with him. And it was just, it was a beautiful moment. Like it, it, you see those videos now of characters like hugging kids or catching kids. They cry. It's that was our moment. It was so good. How cute! Oh, that like oh, that's yeah. just so cute. Um, I have a moment. I kind of have one for my kids and one for me. But for me, um, like I mentioned earlier, my best friend after we graduated college was a, a CP and then became a full time cast member. So I would come down frequently to visit her. And we would always kind of, we were those people in the parks that like would try to do the things that no one else did just to like experience the parks in different ways. Um, and there used to be kind of a hidden away Pooh Bear meet and greet um, at the, in the UK pavilion at Epcot, where you kind of go back into that gazebo area and it was back in the corner. Um, and it was the cutest setup. If you've never seen it, it was like in Christopher Robin's bedroom and they had like books and it was so cute, but the one time my friend and I went in there, we got both Pooh and Tigger in there. Um, and then they brought us over to the table where they had like a chess match set up. Um, and they like proceeded to make us play chess with them um, because there was no one else in line. And they were like, what else are we going to do? And so we just like, it was probably a good five minutes that we just sat there interacting with them with the chessboard, And that is like, a moment that I will never forget because it was just so much fun and just such like a genuine moment as like basically young adults that we experienced at Disney. And it's just like one of those things that I'm like, this is why I'm a Disney adult because no matter the age that you are, you can still have those really fun moments, which I think is, is a lot of fun. Um, and I think my moments with my kids have just been, I've been fortunate that my kids despite their aversion to fireworks have both really enjoyed the fireworks shows that we've seen. Um, and I got to see each of my kids has had a different first fireworks show. Um, so I was talking with Kat earlier about how we, you know, I got engaged. So I got engaged during wishes. Um, and then my son's first experience at fireworks was happily ever after. And then my daughter's was enchantment. So like I have these special like connections to each of those shows um, that I feel like it, it, when people ask me what my favorite fireworks show is, it's impossible for me to pick because I have such a sentimental connection with, with all of them because I have those moments. Um, and my best friend who was the cast member has been with me at all those moments and has taken really great best friend photos of like me and my kids with the fireworks in the background. And then she like framed them for me. So like, it's just like, that's one of those things that I'm just like, Oh, I love that. <laughs> Okay, so let's do a couple uh, get-to-know-you type questions and see what type of planners you are. So April talked earlier about being, you know, an aggressive planner for these trips. Um, so here, let me set the scene. You are heading at Magic Kingdom for a ride at Rope Drop. What ride are you heading to and why are you going there? Oh, I was just going to say, we all know that I'm not that fond of magic. <laughs> I was going to say, Kat's not going there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kat, pick your, pick your park. Pick your uh, park, Kat. Okay. Well, if 
if I'm picking my park, it's going to be studios and I'm going to tower of terror just because that's my favorite ride. And I don't care. I don't really ride a ton of rides that much anymore. I feel like, but like I have to ride tower of terror at least like just one time. And then I feel like I'm at Disney. Um, (laughs) And I know that might not be like the best rope dropping strategy and all that stuff, but like, I really, I don't care about that kind of stuff just because I'm more about the experience sometimes and the rides. And for me, it's just like taking new stuff in like that. So, no Rotair though is my favorite. I love that. One, I think there's something to be said for doing your favorite ride first at a park. Like, start your morning off good with whatever your favorite ride is. You know, yep. it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't matter if you're going for the biggest e-ticket attraction if you know you you got to prioritize what's important to you mm-hmm. i would say if if we were to rope drop and we're more of like a late night crew, we, yeah we don't do late night but i mean i remember night. back in the day when there was when me and my sister would go to magic kingdom when they had like the two hour early entry for um for park guests we used to literally go and ride space mountain over and over and over and we would just go and we'd come out and we'd see the people lined up like waiting to come in and we rode maybe space mountain like five or six times and then we would run all the way over to the other side um when that opens and get to uh to big thunder mountain and then rode that a bunch of times but i would say now if i was going to if we were going to rope drop magic kingdom i'd probably say i'd pull the move of um no no not mine train definitely not I would definitely rope drop. I would definitely rope drop. I would just do the normal rope drop to the Frontierland and do Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, this is my number. Yeah. This is my number three ride overall at Magic Kingdom. So, this Pirates and Haunted Mansion you can get on a lot easier, but Big Big Thunder would be like the rope drop move. Makes sense. Because you could ride it a few times in the morning without before the line starts to back up. Yeah. By everyone's getting onto mine trip. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my kid would want me to say Space Mountain, but if I'm picking, then it's going to be Pirates. And I know it's really easy to get on. Like, I know it. It's not a problem that early in the morning, but it's like my favorite ride. And kind of like Kat was saying with Tower of Terror, which would be my ride if I was, we were talking about Hollywood Studios. Um, It's not a Disney trip for me until I've been on Pirates. So I'm like, that's the first thing I want to do. And then I realize like I'm here and it's great. And, you know, I'll probably ride it four more times while we're there, but that's the first thing I want to do is go on that ride. We typically don't rope drop either. We're, we're not uh, morning, early morning people. Uh, but the, the last time that I did uh, and I was there, I rope dropped uh, haunted mansion and that was, I did that in October and the lines were very long. I, I got on that and then the line was a 45 minute wait once, uh, once I was in line there. So, you know, again, depending on, on the time of year, if, um, maybe these rides, pirates, haunted mansion, they're, the wait times are typically lower, but they may not be. Um, and so take it, if you want to ride your favorite ride, you, that's the one that you, that you pick. Yeah, absolutely. I think if I am rope dropping at Magic Kingdom, it really, it depends a lot on, yeah, what time of year and where, you know, what the crowds have been like. But I typically, because like Haunted Mansion is normally my number one, like Becca said, like that's the one that I want to go to first, but it's not open during early morning if I'm getting there early enough. Um, So I'll try to hit usually like Pooh Bear and probably Little Mermaid before I go over to Haunted Mansion. So it just depends on 
depends on the situation, but that's usually what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, Haunted Mansion. It's like, I like to bookend my day with Haunted Mansion. I like to go first thing in the morning or as early as I can and last ride at the end of the night. So, And I think that's kind of important too, what you mentioned, that not everything is open for early morning entry at Magic Kingdom. There's, it's only certain areas. So you can't just run to Peter Pan and, you know, uh, it, it's that's not going to happen. Um, so you need to be familiar with what you want to ride and what, what is open early and kind of choose from from those rides so that you can efficiently use your time and and hit all those fun rides. Yeah. So if you're going to that extra morning hours that you get for staying on property, you can get to Tomorrowland and you can get to Fantasyland. Um, but Adventureland and Frontierland do not open until park open. So if you're staying on property, you definitely want to hit Fantasyland and Tomorrowland if you're going early. If you're staying off property, like Becca was mentioning, rope dropping Peter Pan as an off-property guest, mm -hmm. it's just not going to happen because by the time you get there, Peter Pan's probably going to have at least, on a very good day, a 45-minute wait. Mm -hmm. But typically, it's well over an hour. Um, so definitely paying attention to what opens when. And the thing is, Disney doesn't really publish that. Um, it's like in the tiny little fine print of the like extra magic hour. I don't even think they call it extra magic hour anymore, but it's in like the little fine print. Um, so you definitely want to take that into consideration depending on what time you're arriving at the park. Because even too, we've tried to make it for early morning hours and not made it in time for early morning hours to the point where I'm like, it's not worth it. Let's just rope drop jungle cruise <laughs> or haunted mansion or instead because it's just not worth it to go to that side of the park unless you're there for early morning hours and that's where your lightning lanes come into into play you can book peter pan you can book some of those tomorrowland and fantasyland rides to help you out with that um okay so next let's see what uh what creative minds we have if they build if and when i should say probably they build a fifth gate at disney world what would you like to see in that fifth It's got to be villains. It has yes. to. Yes, it's got to yeah. be villains. Yeah. I, think we're, I think we're all in agreement with that. <laughs> okay, so what type, what villain rides, attractions, experiences would you guys like to see? Anything with Ursula or Maleficent. Mm. Just... I mean, imagine a Maleficent ride, right? Big dragon, whole experience. It would be, so it's got to be a dark ride, obviously. I think Villains Land can't exist with any, it, it has to be all dark rides, I think. Um, but yeah, just, I, I would, anything with Maleficent and her dragon would be epic. Bring back uh, Snow White Scary Adventure. Yeah. That was a great dark ride. I would love to see an Oogie Boogie dark ride. Yeah. I think that would be really yeah. cool with like the black lights and like all of that thinking about being in his like space from Nightmare Before Christmas. I think that would be really, really cool. I'd like to see like, dark, like just dark merch, like dark ears and like purple and sequins and like, you know, I don't know, just all kinds of crazy, like dark merch and like all for the villains merch. <laughs> yeah. That would be the shopping would be the best part of that park. I think it would be so good. I, I think too that you you put more thrill rides and that kind of thing, so that there is that element of surprise and just the the fun and the uh, elation of that and the fear and you know the the contrast of of those two things in in a dark 
uh, in a dark ride in, in the villain park would be amazing. Yeah. Like a Hagrid's almost kind of type ride would be mm -hmm. awesome there, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, like a nice mix of mostly dark rides and a couple of like really good thrill rides mixed mm -hmm. in with like a really dark theme, you know, villains theme. That would be a, a fantastic park to kind of there's rivals, so especially with Epic Universe coming out, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's so many good villains with really great storylines that they can pull from. Like, it's not like you're just grasping at straws. Like, you, there's so many of them have so many good backstories that they can implement and put in Rise. I think that would be awesome. So, Disney, if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> you've got a group here. We're all for it. <laughs> and, like, please, lots of fog. <laughs> Ooh, Jazzy just said something in the comments that's really good. Descendants makeovers for little. So you've got Bibbidi Bobbidi oh, Boutique oh, yeah. on the one side. You could do like a little Descendants makeovers. That would be so cute. Yeah. When I envision like sort of like what they had with when they did Pirates League, which was mm -hmm. like the pirate equivalent of Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, but like mm. a little bit darker and kind yes. of a little bit more villainy. I think that would be super fun. I think like despite it being a villains park there's so many great options for the kids to, to to still enjoy even though it may be a little spooky but that's okay um but i feel like things like that would be super super fun to have the kids be included with mm -hmm. so kind of on that similar um respect villains or none what is one Disney character that you would love to see featured in some sort of an attraction at the park that is not currently featured. I want Hercules. There's like nothing Hercules and you don't see the, I mean, occasionally you see them out right there at some special parties or whatever, but there there's like no love and I love Hercules and all the characters in it. So I think it, it could really stand to have an attraction. I, I think, think Rapunzel should get something more than a bathroom. Yes, uh, for sure. Yes. She needs a little love and not the bathroom. That to me is not, it, it's so odd to be taking photos and in, in that area. And I'm just like, it's a bathroom, you know, come on. You can do, you can do better for her. Right. She's such a beloved character and she's got that great float in Festival of Fantasy that like, mm -hmm. come, oh, it's on now. Amazing. come on now. Come on now. Um, I would say like Jackie said about like Oogie Boogie Ride would be just amazing because he's like one of my favorite characters. And then probably, I mean, not enough. I don't know if this has enough hype, but like I would love to see Marie, like Aristocat, mm -hmm. like something like that, just because I think they're all so fabulous. And I've they are starting to get more merch in the park now, which I've never seen. So that's yeah. I'm loving that. But just more of that would make me happy. Yeah, and I think, um, and I know people love Three Cabs, but I know a lot of people have talked about maybe retheming that boat ride to like a Coco type theme. Um, you know, that would be something maybe that would kind of update it a little bit because I I still remember when that ride was pre Three Cabs when it was just basically the the Mexico the Mexico small world ride, and then <laughs> then they kind of updated it to get more you know more people like the kids and stuff like with Three Cabs, but. I think Coco definitely would be like a nice representation of, of Mexico. If I'm going like new school, I really want something in Canto. Mm. I think that they could do so much with that, either in a dark ride or, you know, people have thrown out that they want the treehouse re-themed to 
the two Antonio's room or, you know, all those different options I think would be, would be really, really cool. Cause I feel like they did all that for frozen and they kind of rushed and put frozen in the park because it was so popular, but like Encanto is just as popular close, I would say. Um, and I feel like that they need something in Encanto in the parks. Um, and I know it was thrown out. I think it, at the last D23 as like a blue sky project. So I'm like, my fingers and toes are crossed that that actually happens because my kids are obsessed with that movie. Um, if I'm going old school, I bring Stitch back, please. Why is his ride so? I, I did not. It love, was scary. I did not love. I know, and I did not love Stitch's Great Escape. I was scarred on that ride, just like everyone else was. But like, can I have something Stitch back, please? His merch sells out. He's a crazy popular character mm-hmm. still. Bring my Stitch back to the parks. <laughs> you can only barely see him on the Tomorrowland stage right now, and I'm just like, please, something Stitch. Yeah, I was oh, shocked no. that they didn't do something for Encanto immediately. Like, because, like, Frozen, it was so loved so fast. Like, it was everywhere all the time. And so i really very shocked that it did not, like, immediately get something. Like, I, I don't know, take the the treehouse and turn it into, something. like you said, Antonio's room or something, right? There's so many yeah. options. So I think it's, I think they're missing out on that opportunity. Hopefully we'll see it come soon. All right. Well, we are just about to the end of our round table chat here, um, but I want to play just a quick little game of this or that. Um, so I'm going to give you two choices and you got to go with your instinct and tell me which one you would choose from the choices. Okay. So first option, Navi river journey or flight of passage, flight of passage all day. Flight of passage. <laughs> Navi River Journey. Flight of passage made me really sick. Oh uh, no. Yep. Yeah. I feel that it's a hard one. I think I would do Flight of Passage, but Navi River is a very close second because I just it's such a vibe in that in that attraction. It's such a vibe. Okay. Space Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain? Big Thunder, Big Thunder Mountain. Mountain. Big Thunder. I have to go space. I was gonna say April. <laughs> Space is too rough for me. It is very rough. <laughs> See, and I feel that way a little bit about Big Thunder Mountain, but I have a history of riding with my husband who is larger than me and it's only got that single lap bar across. And so I fly up and down when I ride with him <laughs> on that ride because he's taller than me. And so the lap bar is always several inches above my lap. So That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I mean, flying back and yeah. forth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Big Thunder Mountain would be my choice on that one, even still. Um, okay. Rock and roller coaster or Tower of Terror? Rock and roller coaster. Tower of Terror. I have to go Tower of Terror. I love them both though. That one's tough for me. Uh the uh, I, I loved rock and roller coaster. I don't like drop rides. Uh and um so you you would never know because I'll still go on Tower of Terror, but I don't really like it. Um, but I don't I don't like the launch at Rock and Roller Coaster because you get whiplash with it. Uh, once you get past that, then or you know you're holding your head back so that you don't have it, then then it's fine and it's a lot of fun. But that one's that one's yeah, that's a tough one for me. I think I would had this been ten years ago, I would have said Rock and Roller Coaster, but now I'm more Tower of Terror. 
So I feel like I, I, I've had my fill of rock and roller coaster and now I'm more of a Tower of Terror type person. <laughs> okay, let's do this one. Test track or Soren? Oh. Soren for me. I love it. Soren, I love Soren for me yes. too. Test track. Test track. Test track. Ooh, we're more split on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're both, they're so different, but they're both such great attractions. It can be hard to pick between the two, but Soren is one of my absolute favorites. So I like okay. Soren, California, that one. And mm-hmm. ever since I've seen that one, it's harder for me to like the original one now. Cause I like that one. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. I agree. Cause I was the same way, but I also feel like now looking back at California, when I've seen it on like live streams of people who have done it, or, you know, I got, you know, getting to experience it when it was back for that brief moment, I feel like I'm like, Oh, this is okay, but it's not exactly like all the hype that I remember. So it's like a little bit of both. I kind of like them almost the same. Yeah. I just want the orange growth scene. Bring yes. that into art and we're yes. good. <laughs> <laughs> figure out a way to put piece those two pieces together. And I think everyone would be happy. So good. Okay. Let's talk snacks. Dole whip or Mickey premium bar. Dole whip. Dole whip. Dole whip. Mickey premium bar. Mickey bar. Yeah. Mickey bar. <laughs> I'm a dole whip on that one. Yeah. That's a hard one. I was like trying to figure out good questions to ask. I was like, Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> okay. So let's talk. If you're going to do a character meet and greet. Mickey and Friends or Princesses? Mm, princess. <laughs> Mickey and Friends. Mickey and Friends. <laughs> I don't think you. Well, well I mean, you could pick princesses. princesses. No, I'm Mickey and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Della is your favorite. So. Yeah, but I like I, I like all the Mickey and his friends. Yeah. I love Goofy. Goofy's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> It depends on the princesses. I have to say Mickey. It's like if, if Ariel's yeah. there, it's Ariel all day. But yeah. if it's anybody else, I can probably pass. So I have to say Mickey. I would say Mickey and friends for me too. I love meeting the princesses and it's I always have such really great experiences. But like Mickey and friends, just the classics. Becca, I didn't hear your answer. What did you pick? I think it's princesses. I mean, I love Mickey. He's, you know, always been my favorite since childhood. And so I like to see him in certain outfits and that kind of thing. But if I've got to choose, I think at this point, it's probably the princesses. They're, um, you get you get a lot more interaction with them. Um, you, they, they'll speak to you and, and that kind of thing. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that is a huge difference, I think, you know, when you're looking at face characters versus fur right. characters and, and those interactions. I, uh, people are tend to be a lot more comfortable one way or the other, depending. So I think some people are a lot more comfortable with face characters, but others are like, no, I don't like that they mm-hmm. can talk. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the same thing vice versa with the characters that don't speak, I think, too. So I think there's a pretty big divide on that for most Disney fans. Or they can just both give you anxiety like me. Either, either <laughs> one. Oh, God. <laughs> Wave. <laughs> just wave and that's yeah. when that's when you like if you're, you're like okay i'm gonna you know surpass my anxiety and meet this character and i my thought was always like okay i, I need to have at least one talking point <laughs> as i'm standing in line waiting like okay what am i gonna say what am i gonna talk about you gotta prep it ahead of time so that way you have at least a little bit so you get a even if it's just a, a three second interaction before you take your photo yeah 
Agreed. That's smart. Especially with kids too. I feel like I do that a lot with my kids when we've done the, the couple meet and greets. It's like, okay, what are you going to, what are you going to ask them about? Or what are you going to talk to them about that way? They're prepped. So that way, if they have anxiety, like you said, Kat, then you can help kind of alleviate that. Yeah. Um, and just remind them like, okay, we're all going to do it together. We're all going to, you know, have this conversation that is always helpful too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last one. Disney at Halloween or Disney at Christmas? Oh. Halloween. <laughs> All day. <laughs> I am going to have to say Christmas because I think Disneyland at Halloween is better. Mm. Okay. I would say Halloween. But yeah, both. Like Victoria's. <laughs> I, I love it. It's a both. very different experience, but I think that. Uh, for me personally, I think the the entertain I enjoyed the entertainment more at Halloween than I did um, at Christmas. But you know, it, it's fun. You had all the the different overlays, and you know, it, it you got cookies, and you had there was it, it, as opposed to a bunch of candy. So it was fun. It was a very different experience. I just I just love the parade. I love the stage show. I'm just you know, I like Halloween, so <laughs> I enjoyed that. I think my choice is Halloween. It's a really hard choice because I'm a Christmas girl through and through. I love Christmas mm-hmm. time. Um, but there's just something about being in Magic Kingdom at the during the evening hours at that Halloween party that is just so magical. Um, we did, you know, Not So Scary with our kids this, this last October. And it was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. And I think that that sways me. Now, if I ever actually get to do Disney at Christmas, I may change my mind. But for now, Halloween. (laughs) All right. Well, I want to say thank you so, so much to you guys for joining me for this wonderful chat. It's been so much fun hearing from you guys and um, getting to know you guys in the Disney sense a little bit better. Um, So thank you for uh, participating in my our first Mom Street USA Disney roundtable. Um, and I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope to have you guys back sometime again. No, definitely. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having, having us. Thank you. Absolutely. So if you missed out on any of the chat that we had this evening, this episode will be available on our YouTube and on our um, podcast. Um, so if you missed anything or want to go back and refer back to anything that will be available here in the next couple days, um, Kate has just got gotten home in the last several hours from her trip. So we will work together to get that podcast up, but the YouTube for sure will be available here in the next couple of days. Um, so again, like I said, thank you so much for joining us for this evening's episode of mom street USA, and I hope you all have a great evening. <laughs>